Welcome to 360 Timmy, the podcast with interesting people in 360 degrees. You can listen on all major music streaming services and watch on YouTube by going to youtube.com forward slash at 360 Timmy. Hello again and welcome to another 360 Timmy. So today we're in Epping Forest in Essex and today my special guest is Evan Chick. All right guys. Welcome Evan. Uh, so Evan is a junior survivor and uh, he's got a fantastic story to tell. In fact, I contacted him about three months ago to come on and I didn't get a reply back, but it was basically because he was out in the wilderness um, on one of his expeditions. So I really want to explore your life because yeah. it's super exciting. I read your bio um, and I don't want to miss anything because it's all, it's all really, really quite important. So tell us about your, your early life and your, your, your kind of outlook. Yeah, um, so I grew up um, living in, on a farm in Sussex. Um, so it was a friend's farm, I grew up there. My dad was, was a carpenter, so he used to work on the farm. Um, we lived there and, and it had sort of the fields um, and woodland and stuff. Um, so growing up, I was homeschooled. So I spent so much of my life out and about, just living outdoors pretty much. Um, so it'd be sort of like, you know, say, bye to mum and dad in the morning and off to the woods, you know, caked in mud and come home. Um, later on and it, and it just sort of it gave me a love a love for the outdoors a love for nature um and then sort of moving on through life that sort of when i was young turn you know your playground and then sort of you know as you get older it turns into your school and you know your learning environment um and then within sort of recent years it's become work um and sort of and where this is you know this is the sort of the path that i want to keep it going on um but i guess really the outdoors yeah sort of it means a lot more to me. So when I was, when I was 13, uh, me and my family uh, set off on a, on a 10 month challenge. So we did a charity challenge where we decided to drive the entire coast of the UK um, in a, uh, a 19, got to get this right, a 19, or oh, what is it? 1965, I'm pretty sure. Um, I've said that so many times that it's just, yeah, gone from my brain now. Um, uh, so it was a Morris Traveller. So oh yeah, yeah. Um, oh, I saw this, it's your dad's a carpenter, isn't yeah, it? So yeah. he built the back part. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. when I was nine, we sort of, as a, a project to learn maths, um, through sort of building and stuff, we, we sort of, it was a complete wreck when we got it and we turned it to like a campfire fit, um, sort of fit five. Yeah. Um, and then we did this challenge, um, so living on 10 pounds a day, so five pounds food and five pounds fuel, and drove around. Um, and it was absolutely brilliant, it took us 10 months, and it was a brilliant challenge, and we did it for a um, sort of a sale training charity um, in Hull. Um, and an amazing challenge, but five people in space no bigger than a sort of small double bed yeah. for 10 months, living on ten five pounds for food for five people. In cold and hot weather In cold well, and yeah. hot weather and wow. rain. Especially sort of for me, it really pushed sort of my mental health. Um, I was 13 at the time to a, to a pretty sort of dark place. Yeah, because um, they're quite formative years to around 13, isn't they, it? They yeah. certainly are. All kinds of things going um, on, aren't they? So. Yeah, so that was, that was a, a big challenge for me. Um, and it sort of, it brought to head sort of struggles that I'd had sort of my entire life. Um, but I guess never really understood or never really, you know, as a kid, I sort of just thought, you know, being sort of getting frustrated or, you know, sort of not dealing with change or, or whatever in that, in that sort of way. Brought it all to a head. And for many months it was, uh, it was, yeah, just, you know, falling out of my family, sort of, you know, especially my dad. So we were my dad quite close, but really almost sort of destroyed that relationship. It was, it was pretty tough. Um, and almost sort of just quit the challenge, like, you know, this is not working, we just need to go home. Yeah. Um, but then I guess I sort of, and I still sort of wonder sort of how, how it came about, but I sort of thought, what about if I go back to that thing that I've always loved, an environment that I've always loved being in, which is the outdoors. Yeah. So I sort of just getting out there a little bit more, doing some things. And then I thought, actually, 
this is sort of building my confidence through doing stuff like this, you know? And then I thought, well, if I'm taking, building my confidence here, I could take that back and apply it to the places where I'm struggling. Um, and so that, that sort of started the Project Junior Survivor, which is about, you know, being only 13 at the time, it was sort of a junior. It was like, you know, a junior survivor is someone who could survive in the wilderness, but also survive in life. Yeah. Um, and, that, and that's how it started. And then like I was saying to me, and then it, it, it sort of realized coming out the other side of that, wow, there's other young people out there who are struggling um, you know, with their mental health. And sort of, if I could share what's just helped me with them, maybe that can make a difference to them. And so that started the journey of, of sort of that I'm on, still on now, and yeah. hopefully will be on for the rest of my life. I know. I, talk, I, I want to come back and talk about yeah. that, but I just want to go back to early life again. Yeah. So, the premise is also that you lived in a traditional bricks and mortar house and in suburbia, but that's very much not the case, isn't it? A blue bus. Am I talking about yes. blue, an Evans sake? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us about that story. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, um, yeah. So it, I guess originally, till I was about three, lived in a normal house um, up north. And then, and then, sort of, I think it, yeah, it was those struggles again. Was sort of just just coming out as a toddler, just being getting really frustrated over things, and just like just getting yeah, just being a, not a, a you know, my parents used to call it the grumpy elf. So it's like this inner voice within my head that just expressed my emotions very grumpy, which is definitely still. I definitely asked my sisters, I'm still very grumpy, but um, and then and then they sort of said, well, you know, living this life is is not gonna is not you know good for him. So they sort of. You know, instead of for heaven's sake, for heaven's sake, let's let's just get hit the road in an old sort of um, blue bus. It was like a community ambulance. Yeah. Um, we hit the road, and I think on that day we headed right down to Sussex, to this farm where we said we'll just spend two days here, two weeks here, because um, uh, we were homeschooled. It was much more a lot of homeschool stuff going down down in that area. Um, that was winter. The rain came, the mud came. Bus got stuck in the mud. <laughs> Fourteen years later, still we were there. still there. Wow. Um, so yeah, time passed, and over that time we sort of moved from a blue bus um, to like a, a traditional sort of um, Siberian Russian sort of house called Nizbar. And actually, your dad built that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he built that, um, and then and then we, there's been all sorts. There was a the the, Mor the Morris the Morris Traveller. There was like a, a giant um, pedal-powered boat, so it's a bit like a giant pedlo. Yeah. So we lived on the canals for a little while on that. Um, there was an old Toyota pickup with something on the back. A 1937 Citroen pickup with a log cabin on the back. There's been some, yeah, interesting. Why has your dad not had a YouTube channel? I mean, that, is, that just all sounds absolutely fantastic. He always says to me, he says, you know, all these like these uh, videos of people building houses get so many, many views. He's like, we need, uh, we need, we need to have done it years ago. Yeah, like, yeah, missed a trick there. So completely different background. So the and the home ed thing again, just before we mm. pick up on the more of the junior survivor stuff. So, what have you part? Have you done the GCSE exams? No. Right now, or are you going to? What, how does that work with uh, home ed? Yeah, so home ed, I, I, I think the, the only curriculum, um, in, I don't think it's changed, is you've just got to prepare your kids to live in a modern day society. Yeah. And I guess people can interpret that however they, however they will. Yeah. So there's no, you don't have to sit um, in exams or anything. You can, a lot of sort of friends who are home ed have done. Yeah. Um, but I think I'm a very not an academic person. Yeah. Um, I always really struggle with academic stuff. I'm much more practical, hands on. Yeah. Um, That's so, good as well, isn't it? No, not everyone is academic. I'm not either. I mean, yeah, no, so. exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it, it's a brilliant option for those you know who it doesn't always fit. You don't sort of fit into that sort of way of way of sort of life. Um, yeah. So no, I don't. I don't think. I don't think I will ever sort of do academic sort of qualifications. So at the age of seventeen now, have you, have you finished the home ed stuff as such? Yeah. Would you say? Yeah, yeah. So the sort of growing up, it was it was sort of you know you get your basic sort of. You, you know, maybe you call like school curriculum sort of stuff. 
um, sort of maths or English and stuff like that. So my parents sort of helped me sort of, and my other sisters through, doing through that. Lots of like projects and stuff like that. And then since sort of, yeah, the age of 13, maybe a, you know, a bit older, it's stuff sort of, it started to change and it's, it's now much more focused on sort of the direction I'm trying to head. Yeah. Yeah. That's fantastic. And um, I mean, so do you, do you in the future, is there an employment thing? Do you want to run a business? Do you want to live off the land kind of thing? What, what's the, what's your, in your head? What's the goal there? Oh goodness. Um, a bit daunted to say that when you're only 17. Yeah, so I'm, sorry. I'm not sure. No. To be honest with you, I think it's, um, I'm not really sure whether or not I'd, I'd start a business. I don't really know anything about business, to be honest with you. But um, I, the, the, if, if I can find a company that's, that's sort of doing the element of youth expeditions, which yeah. is sort of giving young people who get the chance to and go. There are plenty that do that, aren't there? So, there are, well, yeah. there definitely are. Um, if I, yeah, if I can get in with one of them, you know, that would be amazing. But, you know, if I have to sort of find my own way of doing it and set up a company, yeah. you know, who knows? It's uh, early days at the moment. Absolutely. So, yeah, let's get back to Junior Survivor. So, I first saw you on YouTube. Okay. You've been doing that for quite some time, actually. Um, all yeah. kinds of things, like from chopping trees down, how to how to strip this animal down and, and, and eat it, um, all that kind of stuff. And then this year, I mean, as I mentioned, I, I reached out to you about three months ago. I didn't hear mm. anything. And uh, I thought, oh, that's it. And then you, you very kindly came back. <laughs> and went, no, I've been away from wilderness. And you just dropped a video this week, which uh, I'll post the link to. I, th I thought it was fantastic of your three months going around Scotland. Yeah, it was, um, uh... And all your trials and tribulations, all, all self-shot as well, of course. Yeah. It was a uh, yeah. It was an interesting, interesting thing. Um, yeah, I haven't done YouTube for a while. I'm not sure. I'm not sure why. Um, but then I yeah, I did this this trip. So I spent yeah, just under two months up in Scotland. Um, uh, about the longest I've sort of been away on my own um, is you know it's just about a week. So I thought you know two months yeah I'll be all right. I'm gonna meet up with some people along the way. Um, I spent the first two weeks sort of on my own. Oh goodness, it was so boring. Um, I mean, I love, I love being outdoors, but I was like, I didn't see anyone or really talk to anyone for two weeks. I was like, goodness, you know, I don't think I can do this again. Did you take anything like books or, or anything to, with you? Or? Goodness, you know, I thought I got cut down on weight. Um, so no books, and I really wish I took a book. Um, so, you know, there's no signal, no power, couldn't, you know. Yeah. So it was even just sort of like, where, you know, you might just want to message someone and say, oh, hi, how's things going? Or even just the sort of message home and say, I'm alive sort of yeah. thing. It was, very little power here and there. I mean, the weather was not not always too great. And, and you then, had midges as well because you were in Scotland. Oh yeah, goodness, yeah, yeah midges. Um, and like ticks and everything. It was. I think you also yeah. said you you ended up on an island, but yeah. with not a lot of wood, which is what you need for, to fuel your 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 camp. Exactly. I, I learned equipment. a good lesson there to do a bit more research before. <laughs> I said I was, I was talking to someone. They said, "Oh yeah, this island called Tyree. It's beautiful. It's got these lovely beaches. You know, it's like being in the Caribbean." I was like, "Oh yeah, let's go there." I get there and it was like, the day I arrived, it was beautiful in the evening, beautiful sunset. Woke up the next morning, like there was a storm that just hit. And it was pretty much that storm stayed there for the entire week. The stove I took needed little twigs, there was no wood. And there was no, like, barely any fresh water. <laughs> <laughs> it was a nightmare. Um, and I think you've got, you, there's a bit in it where you're, the, the rain's coming down so badly, your tent's actually been compromised. So you're very quickly packing up. Oh, and uh, sorry, oh, sorry. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> they got grotted by a dog, dog there. Um, and uh, yeah, you pack it up, and then I think you end up in a bothy, don't you? Um, it looks like you're in a bothy. Yeah, it yeah. was. It, it was the rain came down. The rain came down. My tent was sort of, literally, it was like seventy miles an hour. We completely crushed my tent, bent all the poles and stuff. And it was a pretty good tent. 
Um, I think, and we can, I think if we veer down this yeah, way, no it may be a bit of off-roading in a minute. That's right. And no, no, no dog leads. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> and the, it was absolutely horrendous weather. And luckily, it was sort of like a bothy slash, like a piece of sort of like art installation. Yeah, I saw that. You had the glass, the kind of glass. Yeah. You, you did some great shots with that, actually. I like that. And where you were, yeah. you're looking out at the storm <laughs> and where the boat was supposed to take you home, but it wasn't going that yes. day. Cause, yeah. Because yeah. the storm was in. So I ended up sleeping in that, and it was, yeah, it was, yeah. But I was, I was sort of thinking this trip was going to be, you know, because a lot of people say, you know, you've just got to get out there, live adventure. That's how you're going to learn your skills. And yeah. this, this is what this year has been about for me, really. Um, and although I was thinking, you know, I'm going to learn navigation skills, mountaineering skills. To be honest with you, I didn't really learn any of that. I just learned like the mental element of yeah. being an explorer. Just sort of, and, and the video was about resilience. So it was about mental and sort of physical. And the mental was, you know, being away from home, being away from family. Yeah. Not having the way of just being able to communicate with anybody. Or even like the, you know, the relaxation of, of being at home. It's not like you haven't got constantly, you know, there's usually a bit, a bit of food in the cupboard or, you know, you turn the tap and there's running water or, you know, not your house is going to blow down. But it's just being out, you know, there in a storm for two weeks is like, you've got to think, right, you know, I need to at least drink, you know, a litre or two litres a day minimum, really. Yeah. I've got, a, you know, the, the only food I've bought with me is stuff I've got to boil water for, but I can't boil anything. Yeah. Um, and then even to boil, to make water safe if I've just found it out of a lock or whatever. Oh, so yeah, of course, yeah. Yeah, that's it's, a... um, Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's just thinking about things like that. And then the, the physical element of being bad by the elements and cold and wet and just sort of like not being able to let anyone know that you're safe. Or even like, I didn't even know this weather front was coming in. It was a beautiful yeah. morning. I was like, oh, this is the change for these two weeks. And then I went to get off and they're like, no, no, you need to get your tent somewhere safe now. The person yeah. in the ferry was like, it's like 70 mile an hour winds coming off. Like, oh my goodness. And, you know, within half an hour, just, yeah, it was all hella broken loose. Crazy. Um, so what do you, on that trip? So what on that trip? What do you take in your bag then? What you got a tent and a yeah, and, so, uh, and, and, and cooking equipment? Yeah, tent, food. stove, pans, food, um, sort of chain spare pair of you know clothes really. Yeah. Can't can't take a lot. Um, so yeah, it's really it's just sort of the basics. What sort um, of weight does that come to then? Gonna, yeah, it's uh, it came to it was quite heavy in the end because um, I was carrying at least two weeks worth of food, which is quite extreme. Yeah. So it was it was coming to sort of like into the low twenty kilos. Crikey. Um Which yeah, is pretty. So heavy. you come out with a different set of muscles when, <laughs> when you left. Exactly. <laughs> it was yeah, interesting. So have you got any more trips like that planned then? Uh, well, obviously, you know, you've learnt your lesson on that one, but have you got any more of those kind of expeditions planned? Yeah, not, to be honest, not at the moment. I haven't got, haven't got anything planned. I've, I've sort of been full out this whole year, um, you know, going places. Um, but a lot of that sort of come, come to an end um, or sort of dying out now. So I'm sort of, over the next sort of couple of months, start sort of trying to make some new stuff happen. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and uh, um, how do you progress now the junior survivor thing? Where does that go to next when you when you know you're no longer a junior, I guess, and you're yeah. a young adult? Where does that move on to? Do you think? Yeah, um, I think it, it, it will stay definitely as junior survivor because I think over the last sort of few years, um, and I think a few people have mentioned this to me, and I, need, I think I maybe need to sort of mention it a little bit more on, on my social media. Is that junior survivor now is is about like bringing up the next generation of junior survivors? Yeah. So, you know, I sort of, it originally started out as me trying to become a junior survivor, somebody who can survive in the, the wilderness, but also in life and the connection there. Um, and now and now it's sort of saying, you know, it's your time to become junior survivor, guys. Um, so that's, that's hopefully where it'll go. And 
whether or not that leads me to, you know, just continue on the path of Genius Survivor um, or, or go to another, you know, maybe go to another company in a few years once I've got that experience and stuff of leading expeditions. Is that in partnership? Have you, I think you, on your website or your blog, you're, you're an ambassador for a couple of organisations? Yes, I'm an ambassador for an organisation called the British Exploring Society, which is, which is like my ideal company pretty much. So they set up like 90 years ago by some of the explorers who were going on like um, Scott's final expedition. Yeah. So, you know, the, the sort of age of exploration. And they set it up, and originally it was for, as long as you ever could pay to go on an expedition, um, a lot of sort of like public, public schools. And then over sort of recent years, they've sort of changed it to, to make it more accessible to all young people. Yeah. And those especially who may not have usually get the opportunity. So I did an expedition back just as sort of the, as the COVID sort of broke and we were allowed out and to do these sort of things. So then oh, I think it was, when was it, uh, 2021, I think? Yeah. Did this expedition to, to Scotland, uh, two weeks, absolutely amazing, like life changing. You know, I just spent two weeks in the, in the middle of nowhere um, with a bunch of young people and just hearing these young people's stories, where they'd come from, what happened to them in their lives. Things that I'm like, goodness me, 15 year olds, 16 year olds should not have ever experienced yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, they're like, I've never opened up to anyone in my whole life about this. And I've just spent three days with you. And just the environment I've been in has just bonded us into a team. And I'm happy to share. And then, like, you know, people who, at the end, you know, people who are like, you know, proper tough guys, you know, you just in tears sobbing as, as we're leaving. And it's really sort of touched me away if you think, wow, this has actually got potential, the yeah. outdoors, to become something. Do you think that's because they're leaving the digital trappings behind? Like you said earlier, I mean, you don't have your phone and all that stuff. I think no it's definitely, and... I think, yeah, it's definitely, you know, there's massive pressures on social media now and to just escape that and not have to worry about that. I mean, when you're out and about, the only things you really need to worry about, make sure you've got water, make sure you've got food, make sure you've got somewhere to spend the night, keeping yourself safe and just enjoying the experience, really. So it, is, it really takes your mind off of anything that's unnecessary just in life. You know, there's so much of our lives that it, it's quite unnecessarily to think about. Just get rid of all that and just focus on what's, what's essential. Yeah, that's um, great stuff you're doing there. That really is, I'm, yeah, yeah quite admirable. Sure. And you also did an expedition North Finland, think, Arctic Circle. I think we might, I'm not quite sure where we're going now. So I think we'll head down here if that's all right and just see where we- If, I, if, I'm, not, if I'm lost, <laughs> it's all right. We've got, we got all day to get back to yeah. the car. <laughs> So you went to you went to was it North Finland and you yeah. bordered the Arctic Circle. I mean, that yeah. was a cool expedition as that well. Was, it was amazing. So when I was twelve, um, my dad's there was a so the farm we used to live on um, it was a campsite, and there was a company that used to teach stuff to the campers, um, and they also ran expeditions as well. My dad said, "Oh, come, you know, my son come and just do a little bit of volunteering with you. He's happy to get stuck in, do whatever. Just the opportunity to sit on some lessons and learn some stuff." And they're like, "Yeah, sure." So I spent some a sort of summer period doing with that with them. And then they said to me when sort of February came around, they literally said, oh, we're going up to Finland now for a week if you want to come. I was like, yes, definitely. So I went up, went up to Finland, um, minus sort of 20, up to sort of minus 25. And you're camping in that? Yes, we did. We camped in snow shelters and cabins, stuff like that. Dog sledding, um, snowshoeing, snow sort of um, cross-country skiing and stuff like that. So a week up in, it was a, it was a good few hundred miles into the Arctic Circle. Um, I was just like, wow, this is, Polar Explorers is my goal. Um, that's what I want to do. So that, that taught me a lot um, and then really set me on the, the, the road for, for expedition, for expedition life. And then that's led to uh, last year, I spent five, five six weeks um, 
um, 5,000 miles away in Central Asia with the British Exploring Society again um, on, on an expedition year with those young people um, up, climbing up high altitude mountains and stuff. Um, and then, and yeah, then, then that journey, yeah, background has brought me to sort of getting the opportunity to become an ambassador for them. And that's all about just trying to inspire the next generation of young explorers to come through um, and, and just go on these expeditions. So I'm going to a school um, in a couple of days to give a talk. Um, and uh, they were saying, I just, asked, I just asked a bit about the school and they said, young people have never even probably ever left London. So yeah. people who had never even thought that they could go and spend six weeks up a mountain or canoe around the Yukon or whatever. Um, so, you know, I'm going to go there and hopefully just sort of make some, you know, just tell these young people about that and, you know, just be maybe hopefully be part of that story, that their journey of starting start a journey for them. Of I mean, I feel you've led, you've led a life double that of a 17 year old. I mean, if you weren't, do you ever imagine if you, again, you were in suburbia going to school Monday to Friday, kind of. Yeah. Do you, you imagine what you wouldn't have been able to do? Yeah. It's, if it had been different. Yeah, 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 definitely. I sort of, yeah, wonder, wonder what sort of what's, yeah. I mean, I can't, I, I can't actually imagine how interesting that it will be when you talk to these young people, because you have got, I mean, even, in, even just in the last 20 minutes or so, you've just got a fascinating story. I mean, it's uh, incredibly inspiring. You should just yeah, keep you. that going, I think. It's, uh, yeah, it's yeah, definitely the, the path, path and sort of yeah, heading on. Yeah, so I guess we can see more of you through the Junior Survivor and more content, maybe? Yeah, definitely, definitely. It's... Uh, yeah, hopefully, sir. I made that video, and it's sort of, and sort of a lot has come from that. And I posted it a couple of days ago, and a lot of, you know, people sort of just saying, oh, you know, you know, well done, or, or just, or not just that, but like people saying, you know, it, it seems to sort of be making a difference for some people, and yeah. people saying, oh, I found this really interesting, you know. So I sort of realised that, you know, hopefully, you know, these ideas will make a difference, and maybe sort of get some more of them out there. Um, yeah. That's brilliant. Well, Evan, thank you very much. It's That's been right. an absolute no pleasure it's to meet you. Brilliant. I can't wait you to see too. where you go next. It's um. It's really exciting. Who knows? Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Have a super day. Thanks. Remember, you can watch the video version of this podcast on youtube.com forward slash at 360 Timmy. Episodes are available in regular or 360 view. More links on 360timmy.com.